Hello, critics, non-critics, and friends. Welcome to the Film Optics Podcast, where we take a glance into blockbusters, indie films, and everything in between. I'm your host, Christian, and as always, I am joined by my good friend slash my co-host, Devin, and today we're going to be sharing our views and insights on the third episode of HBO's original series, The Last of Us, which is based on the video game of the same name, and episode three is titled Long, Long Time. And before we begin today's episode, you can listen to our podcast on podcast platforms around the internet. That includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. And if you are a new or seasoned listener, excuse me, to the show, we would love to hear from you guys. Follow us on Instagram and follow us on Twitter at FilmOptics. That is optics with an X. Or you can email us at FilmOptics at gmail.com for any movie-related questions. Devin, how was your NFL championship weekend? It was a pretty solid weekend. I know Bengals fans are upset. Um, it was definitely an entertaining game, but we'll see what happens. Uh, I feel bad for my, my guy, Joey B., but other than that, you never want to see the Bengals succeed too much. You know, you got to keep them <laughs> a peg or two down. You had some money riding on this game, right? Yeah, there were some bets that didn't pay out that definitely would have been nice, but... uh can't be too mad. Yeah, it, it, it sucks, man. It's one of those things where, you know, the Bengals tried their best. And uh, with a lot of my friends being Bengals fans, you know, you just have to take the bad with the good. I mean, hey, Steelers, we did everything we were supposed to do. We could have been in the wild card playoff position. But, you know, sometimes when it comes to playoff positions, they're not always in your control. And, you know, there's a few bad calls last night for the uh, Bengals chiefs game, but you know, it, it is what it is. And uh, yeah, I, I think I'm less excited to watch the super bowl this year. <laughs> I don't know why, but yeah, I mean, I'm still going to watch it solely for the commercials and obviously I'll watch it for the game, but I mean, heck man, I, I don't even know. My, my friend was going to uh, host a super bowl party if the, uh, if the Bengals won and I asked him, was he still going to host it? He's like, I, I just can't in good conscience, Throw a Super Bowl party knowing that the Chiefs beat us. I'm like, hey, yeah, it is what it is. But been watching anything interesting uh, as of late? A little show on uh, BBC called, I don't know if it's BBC, but it's a British show called Naked Attraction. Mm, It's a wild reality TV show with naked people. (laughs) Oh, my God. Don't know how it's on cable there. Hey, are the, the the cousins across the pond have a, a different uh, policy when it comes to a lot of uh, TV and and film uh, censorship over there? But hey, it is what it is. But I have some good news. I started White Lotus, and I'm very very excited. There you go, just in time. Yeah, yeah, just in time for this episode. Which I was like, oh my gosh, I. As soon as I turned it on, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's it's him. I didn't even make the connection at first. But as soon as I saw that face, I was like, that's that's a good yeah, that's definitely Frank. He's an Aussie. He's an yeah, I was very surprised to not know that. But I will say, I've only seen the first episode of White Lotus, but I think just off the first episode, this is like one of the most attractive shows I've ever watched, like in my life. Like the scenery, you know, the the set pieces, everything just looks so beautiful. Jennifer Coolidge. 
Yeah, Jennifer <laughs> Jennifer Coolidge. Uh, yeah, Cindy Sweeney thrown in there as well. So yeah, I'm very excited uh, to get the party started. I was only able to watch one episode um, over the weekend due to the whole you know NFL madness and whatnot. But that, and I was setting up my new Steam Deck, which is amazing and i'm so happy i was able to actually try out devon's beforehand when i came home for thanksgiving what's the first game choice the first game choice was actually bioshock uh remastered because i've been meaning to play those games for a very long time and me saying bioshock remastered really shows how deep my backlog actually goes but i started playing uh bioshock remastered then i switched over to Spider-Man Miles Morales, which I won a free code from there off of some random Twitter giveaway, which like never happens to me. But whoo, talk about a game eating up your battery. Oh yeah. <laughs> Get a couple hours. <laughs> I looked down, like I had like maybe three hours left. It got cut down like in half. Like as soon as I started it up, I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Very, very shocked, but I am enjoying it so much. I'm surprised how good this uh, this product is because, man, it, it's not a direct Switch competitor, which is really, really nice. It's clearly its own thing, but enough tech talk for now. So the way that our reviews usually go for any new listeners out there, welcome to the show. Love to have you guys. Leave us a five-star rating and review if you like what you hear. But the way that we usually handle these episodes is that we get into our initial reactions of each episode. That is our non-spoiler section. And then on the latter half of the review, we get into our spoilers. So if you have not seen the episode past that point, we will let you know once we get to our spoiler section. Then we're going to dive into a little bit of trivia for episode three of The Last of Us. Then we're going to give our final thoughts and ratings and then close out for this episode so without further ado we'll be right back after this introduction to the last of us episode three We are back with our The Last of Us episode three review. So we are a little short on time here today. So we're just going to dive straight in to our initial reactions. Kind of had to cut it down a little bit. Unfortunately, Mike Thomas was not able to join us this week, but hopefully he'll be back next week because we we dearly, dearly miss him. And we now truly know what loss is because he's not with us in this episode. But Long, long time. A long, it's been a long, long time. Yeah. So I'm going to pass it over to Devin so he can give his initial reactions to The Last of Us Episode 3. Yeah. I'm, I don't know if you recall, but um, after that first episode of our review, I mentioned that I think the show has been better than the game so far as a, as a hot take. And I think, especially after this episode, 
I'm looking like it's it's looking like it's pretty accurate my statement. I'm feeling pretty confident in my hot take um, from what we've seen so far. It's like this third episode just kind of just kind of blows you away. Everyone's been hyping it up the past couple of weeks. The people who got screeners for it have been saying how special this episode is and how it's a tearjerker and it's it's really just an amazing character drama more than anything. And I think it held up to every expectation, which is pretty pretty crazy because there were some hefty hefty expectations being thrown thrown around for this episode and i think for me it lived up to it It, i don't when i compare it to the game i don't want to like make it in a negative way to the game because they're they're obviously different mediums and for me the game's more like the game's like an it's like an action game with with like character drama elements sprinkled in whereas the show is like a character drama with action sprinkled in it's just kind of they're different because they're different mediums like you can't take this time with characters in in a game like you do with a show. You can't take that time and have that patience to go through an entire character's life like we just had in this episode. But I I just love that we're able to in this show. It expands so much into these characters' lives that we don't even touch on in the games because like I said, we aren't able to. But it's just so beautiful to see and I'm glad we're able to to get this episode. Some great representation, of course, and some just tear jerking moments throughout just hit you right in the, t- in the, in the gut. So yeah, when Devin had said on our episode one review, which if you haven't checked out, you definitely should. Like, like he said, he, he feels like the, the story of the show is better than the games. And like Devin had just said, it's so hard to, you know, it's easy for me now to differentiate the two. Obviously, you would not have the show without the game, but I do agree with what Devin is saying when it comes to when it comes to exposition and storytelling for TV or even movies. You you can spend more time, you know, with these characters and giving them a more richer backstory because it is a passive experience when you are playing the video games. Like, yeah, the story is fantastic for the last of us and for part two as well. And if you haven't played them, I definitely think you should, because it gives you a different experience because you are playing as these characters and it hits you differently. But as far as expanding the world and of course the, um, a few detours, especially in this episode for episode three, they have done a fantastic job. I was watching the inside of the episode after for episode three and Neil Druckmann, they have like this rule where if something, if, you know, if if they try to deviate from the path, if it doesn't work better than the game, then they won't deviate from it. But if it does work better then they will. And in this episode, they definitely did with, um, with Bill and Frank all together. This is definitely the biggest deviation we've gotten so far by a lot. Oh yeah. By a lot, but it, it works and it's still, again, you know, where we're getting to a, we're trying to get from plot or point A to point B. And they were still able to get to where, you know, they were still able to get to uh, destination B in the show as they were in the games. It just took a different path, but it, it kind of makes sense this way because we don't i mean we spend time with bill in the game but after you leave bill's town you don't hear from them ever again we also never meet frank 
Yes, and we never meet Frank as well. So I feel like the games definitely have that, you know, you have to kind of go look for certain answers. Um, with the whole Bill and Frank uh, section of the game, it is self-explanatory. They kind of just lay it all out right there. And then, you know, you never see or hear from Bill again. Like, he's mentioned in part two, but he's not even in part two at all. So that's just, I'm just ribbing that, that, or at least in, in the games. Yeah. So I, I believe everything Devin was saying is true when it comes to the adaptation, the storytelling being more fleshed out for the TV series. And I'm glad that we're getting this because like, um, what did Troy Baker said? You said last week, it's like, it's an evolution. Um, he also mentioned it's like a companion piece, which I think is fantastic. And like you said, when it comes to episode three, I thought that it was going to be shorter for some reason. I don't know why, but we got like a good, like hour 10 hour 15. Yeah, I think it was like here. hour 12. Yeah. Something like that. And it, it, it hit hard. Hour 20 actually. Yeah. I was going to say just, just about as long as the, um, the, the uh, season um, premiere and, you know, you had Bill and Frank, you, you see how they meet you know, they spend, you know, it's a lot of time stamps, which Devin likes. <laughs> they have a lot, <laughs> a lot of time stamps. In very there. concise and very normal aging and characters look the same <laughs> afterwards. That's great. Well, yeah, my, I mean, my biggest shock is when they, you know, like, they deviate from one of the biggest things. And we'll talk about that once we get into the spoilers. But I mean, so far, this has been, you know, three for three for every single episode. And, you know, we don't spend a lot of time with Joel and Ellie this episode, but we spend a little bit of time with them during the beginning. And then majority of the episode is uh, is the uh, the Bill and Frank show. And then we go back to Joel and Ellie and we, we finally get to hear Joel say Ellie's name, which I was very, very excited about. And I also love how when we're introduced to Bill, obviously played by Nick Offerman, you know, he's. It it starts off, you know, him hiding in his bunker and whatnot, and then we start to see him kind of just let loose, you know, the the normal things that you would do during, like, a post-apocalyptic pandemic, just, you know, you have the entire town to yourself, so you just start doing everything that you couldn't do before because of, like, society. What crazy crazy perfect casting is that, too? Like, Nick Offerman as Bill is just (laughs) to a T. And I heard I was I also listened to that podcast, the companion podcast afterwards. Craig Mazin mentioned that he talked to Vince Gilligan when he was like deciding who to cast for Bill, because obviously Breaking Bad has one of the biggest turn from comedy to drama of all time with with mm-hmm. Walter White. Um, and he just kind of showed that it is it is a switch that can be made if you if you're good at comedy, you can be good at drama, you can be good at horror. It's just one of those things where. Mm. Um, you can definitely pull off different genres. Yeah. I have yet to watch, or excuse me, listen to the episode three of the companion podcast, but I did watch heavy spoilers as well. And I actually sent it to my mom. Cause she was, I was talking to her about it and like trying to explain stuff. She's like, Oh, like there's so many changes. I'm like, yeah, you should watch this video. So I'm trying to turn her on to heavy spoilers, at least for the last of us. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> but yeah. It's um, it, it's a pretty big deviation, but it works so well. And what I was saying before with Nick Offerman, you know, especially with Nick playing Ron Swanson, 
It basically is Ron Swanson. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love how they were just like, Hey, let's just put Ron Swanson in a post apocalyptic world, post, you know, like post pandemic and like just see what happens. Except this Ron Swanson knows what, knows what wine to pair with, with a rabbit. And this Ron Swanson knows what loss is. Yep. <laughs> but yes. Yeah. This Ron Swanson is, is a very, you know, food and wine. Uh, pair connoisseur, I guess you could say, but I absolutely love, I'm like, this is, this is literally Ron Swanson and I absolutely love it. I thought it was perfect casting and they, they both killed it. The Bill and Frank, it, the whole thing is tore me apart. Like it, we were able to have this, you know, this love story flourish and have these quiet, quaint moments in a world that has, it, that that's dying. I guess we should just dive into spoilers here because yeah. we're kind of tickling <laughs> it a bit for sure. So ladies and gentlemen, that is your first spoiler warning for the last of us episode three. Again, that is your second spoiler warning for the last of us episode three. So if you haven't seen it, this is our last spoiler warning right now. If you have not seen it, turn back, go watch it. Then come back and listen to the rest of the episode. It's also, I guess, a bit of a spoiler for the game. But um, 10 years later, people are still finding out that Bill and Frank were not just partners, but they were kind of a couple. I don't understand how people didn't catch that because we had the whole Tess and Joel iffy relationship in the video game because they don't really explain it you it's it's alluded to but you kind of assume but they don't just come out and say it like for that i can understand but obviously the show has made that more clear with tess getting into bed with joel and you know them literally hanging out all the time and just the connection that they have i don't understand how people did not know that bill and frank were a couple in the video game but for the people who have played it you know, whether it be for the first time, second time, 10th time, you know, when it first came out. Because when I first played the game, I picked up on it immediately. Yeah, they mentioned partners. And then the big difference here is um, we get to explore that relationship. In the game, it's mm. a bit more kind of just like a joke towards the, like the idea that they are gay where she mm. gets the, the game magazine and then she asks <laughs> why it's sticky. Which it, it is funny, but that's kind of just the era that that game came out in. It's just a little less common to have that kind of relationship back then, or at least in a mainstream media. That's one of my favorite scenes from the game. Oh, I'm sure your friend will be missing this tonight. Mm-hmm. It's light on the reading, but it's got some interesting photos. Now, now Ellie, that ain't for kids. Whoa! How how the hell would he even walk around with that thing? Get rid of that. Well, hold just... your horses. I want to see what all the fuss is about. Oh, why are these all stuck together? Um. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. Bye-bye, dude. After they leave Bill's house, because in the game you have Ellie and Bill do not get along whatsoever. Like, there's Ellie is, like, snapping back at Bill, like, at every chance that she gets. And she ends up stealing one of his magazines you know, Ellie being his 14 year old girl who has never flown in a plane, uh, doesn't know what a seatbelt is. And <laughs> just, you know, she was born in the QZ. So like, yeah, like why would she, 
but she steals one of uh, Bill's magazines. And after they, you know, get the battery, car battery gets started out, that whole action scene that happens in the video game. Once they're driving towards Pittsburgh and <laughs> Ellie looks at the magazine, he's like, holy moly. And she's like, oh, like, why are all these pages stuck together? And then Joe's like, oh, um, he's like, oh, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> and then she throws the magazine out the window. And I, I absolutely love that moment. Like, especially everything leading up to that moment. But yeah, I was, I was like, okay. Yeah. Like they say partners, like you said, they kind of play around with the idea, but like, yeah, I, I knew that from like day one, <laughs> as soon as I started playing the game, but I'm surprised that people don't know that or didn't know that we are playing in the game. It's like, and of course that's going to lead to the complaints about it being woke and yeah, just, which is ridiculous, even though it's from the game, but they just expand on it. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they do deviate, but it is done better in this show. Like much like Sarah, we get to spend more time with Sarah in the show. We get to spend more time with Tess in the show. And she pops up for a little bit. She comes back. It was nice to see her again. Yeah, she was she was looking pretty nice, not nice and dressed up for their little uh, picnic that that they had outside, just <laughs> which was awesome. But yeah, it, the the whole situation with Bill in the games, he's very stubborn, and you see that stubbornness come out in Bill in the show. But in the games, Bill is like a hard head, just full on. He's very angry because he had a scorned lover in Frank who. Apparently was very angry at Bill at one point and she kind of just left in the game. Right. Yeah. Frank leaves Bill in the game because Frank is tired of Bill's like, you know, set in his ways type of mentality. And, and we do get one scene for that in the show where after the, mm-hmm. after the second flashback. Yeah. Very, very interesting flashbacks. We get one where Bill almost dies and mm-hmm. then we get one where they're arguing about something trivial, just showing that they, had some issues in their relationship, but then we get another one that's, uh, what was it, 10 years later? They're very old and gray, and that's when the tears start to flow. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, uh, man, there's so much in this episode, like, when, there's a lot of funny moments, like, even during the beginning of the episode, there's still a few, you know, almost one-to-one liners from the game uh, stripped straight from the game, like during the very beginning when Joel's trying to find a stash and Ellie goes down into like the little basement hole and she finds, she finds that a uh, clicker. Like she, I was like, what is Ellie about to do right now? Yeah. There's a lot of different interpretations for that. I think yeah, the way I took it was she was kind of putting it out of his misery. Some people are seeing it as an act of aggression. I'm not sure. Um, I don't know if it was an act of aggression, but I do feel like, I mean, she, she definitely had a little bit of fire in her eyes, but I feel like it was more so out of mercy and it was just great. She like cuts open his, his brain. She's like dissecting it for a second. That that makeup was so crazy. Oh my Super God. Crazy. I'm surprised the tendrils didn't try to like come out and like, ah, you know, <laughs> like attackers. They know she's untouchable. They learned their lesson. Let's take a quick break. Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast audio branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. 
To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. Right. Well, she's not immune from being ripped apart, but <laughs> but yeah, it, we also um outside of the Bell and Frank um relationship, we dive a little bit more into and this is actually from from the trivia itself. Um where the dialogue where Joel uh, elaborates on hints from past episodes that the cordyceps infection was a uh, massive was was massive, excuse me, and happened worldwide um, in the in the short time that it did because of the food crop uh, contamination, most likely from flour and grains, like we've learned in past episodes. But you know, they they kind of play on the fact Joel and Ellie or Ellie's thinking that oh you know, who was the world's first like infected human? And, you know, how did it, how did it turn so quickly? And Ellie's like, Oh, I bet it was monkeys. And then Joel's like, well, no, he gives more of a scientific answer. And she's like, yeah, that makes more sense. But monkeys are so cool. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's so great. But I did have a little bit of a trivia here from, um, for, for the show or for episode three, uh, really quick before we get into our final thoughts, but before I get into trivia, Devin, was there anything else that you wanted to touch on before I head into the trivia section? I just wanted to talk about the couch scene. Cause that's one, that's the one that really got me. Like when they're both sitting on the couch mm-hmm. and Frank says, this is going to be my last day. And I mm-hmm. want to be, I want it to be another great day with you. We've had a lot of great days and I want to, I want you to give me a, one last great day. And then he plans out the whole day and how it's going to end. And it's just heartbreaking to see Bill's face and the emotions he's going through. Nick Offerman, round of applause. Just, you did it. You killed it. Yeah, definitely. He definitely killed it. And, you know, they're, you know, they're, when they first meet, you know, Bill is very distrustful, but obviously, and it starts opening up his heart. And um, the song, uh, Linda Ronstadt's song, A Long, Long Time, which was uh, featured and also the inspiration for the title of this episode. Yeah, they, um, they played on the piano, and that's when they kind of first uh, first had those feelings. I actually looked it up on Spotify because I was curious as to how much of a boost this the show would give it, kind of like the the Kate Bush effect for Stranger <laughs> yeah. Things. Yeah. And uh, it's quite the quite the boost. The album that came out, it was from 1970. All the other songs have like a couple hundred thousand plays. Nothing crazy. Long, long time. It's up to 8 million. Wow. And also, there's a free, uh, Fleetwood Mac song that played during when uh, Bill's doing his little, you know, Home Alone, you know, I've got the town to myself thing. But I actually found a, a bit of interesting trivia here. Um, so... Linda uh, Ronstadt, the the artist of the song Long, Long Time, um, she was actually diagnosed with progressive cerebral palsy, which is similar to Frank's condition in the show, which is what I thought it was. Yeah, they never confirmed exactly what the illness he had was, right. but Craig Mazin mentioned it. it's one of like multiple sclerosis or ALS, something mm. like that. Yeah, because we, we do see Frank, you know, he's painting and he starts to somewhat lose his uh, his motor skills altogether but yeah it's it is so crazy also with the um the song that plays while um bill and frank are picking berries uh it's titled it can last that's actually from the last of us part two 
that song that plays. And then we get the we get the Ron Swanson giggle when he first tastes the strawberry. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> this is this is literally Ron Swanson, and I am here for it all. And then we all, get all well, together. The the writing in this episode is just so amazing. We get the line where he said, I wasn't afraid until you came into my life. Like he has something to actually protect and worry about. It's amazing because it's like almost none of this episode and in its in its entirety really happens in the game. Like the bulk of the runtime of this episode is dedicated to Bill and Frank's love story, which again, you know, it's pretty, it's alluded in the games, but I thought they made it pretty clear when soon he said, Oh, he was my partner. And you see Bill get emotional, uh, at least when it came to, to the video game. But I do have another last piece of trivia here. So the casting from Nick Offerman um, as Bill, um, at least according to IMDb, says it may have been inspired by his famous role as Ron Swanson in Parks and Recreation. Um, both characters are right-wing, pro-gun, anti-government, uh, have those anti-government views. And both have a don't tread on me flag as well. So de- definitely inspired by that. Cause it's like, I couldn't think of anyone else perfect enough to play bill. And I was wondering who they were going to get. And as soon as they said, Nick Offerman, I was like, Oh yeah, this is going to work out very, very well. And they did a great job casting Frank, even though we never knew what he looked like. Just saw him <laughs> hanging out. I wonder if Frank is actually the guy from white Lotus, like prior. I, I think that's, I think we can make that connection. He's honestly. Armand before the pandemic. <laughs> my, my birth name was Armand. <laughs> but yeah, I just wanted to throw a few uh, trivia facts out there. And there's a lot on here on this page, which is like a crazy amount. But with all that said, let's get into our final thoughts and our ratings here. So I'm going to kick it back to Devin so he can give his final thoughts and ratings for episode three of The Last of Us. Yeah, just an amazing episode, like I mentioned before. Beautiful story, beautifully written. Um, I love all the tiebacks or the tie-ins and all the callbacks we've gotten so far. Everything seems to be connected. Obviously, the the '80s music and the fr- end of first episode, you see where it's coming from now, and it just kind of makes that hit even even harder now that you look back at it. I also love how Ellie got Frank's gun at the end. I love that they're connected yeah. in that way. Very different from the games as well. Um, but well, once that's actually fleshes out, we'll talk about that and and. Uh, later episodes but sorry go ahead yeah i love that connection though because it's like frank was the one that was being protected by bill and now bill's put t- passing that on to um to joel to protect uh i mean it was supposed to be Tess, but now it's ellie and i just love that they have that that gun now to share and ellie will never know it but there's definitely some meaning to that now that there might not have been for just any other random one um yeah just i loved it um just can't wait to just can't wait to see what happens from here. It is very sad that we lost both Bill and Frank. I don't know. We didn't see at the body, so maybe Bill could <laughs> could have snuck out. I don't know. You think Bill snuck out? He, he's he's in his winter years. What are you talking about? He's he's old. <laughs> I don't but know. Not. We didn't see a body. That is true. It was cool to end on the window shot though, just like how it's like the yeah. loading screen in the game. And it well actually. No, I, I'm not going to say anything for something else that it resembles. 
in the last of us part two. So I'm not going to say anything, but yes, it does resemble the, uh, the starting menu window as well. And you have like the little painting on the top left hand corner. Um, but it's, I'm sorry. What, what was, uh, what is like, what would you rate this episode? I know we said we weren't going to do ratings, but I already said it. So we might as well just lean into it for this episode. <laughs> I mean, this one gets like a 99 for me. It just yeah. kind of blew me away. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. 99, um, pretty much echoing everything Devin said, like this was a fantastic show. You know, we see Bill and Frank get married on their last day. Um, and it's, it, which was interesting because it's kind of like, you know, they're in the timeline where society collapsed in 2003 and they live in a version of Mer- uh so they technically live in a version of America where that never legalized same sex marriage, um, which is interesting. But also, you know, they live in Massachusetts, which is a, uh, which was the first state to do so uh, to legalize same sex marriage in in real life in two thousand four. So I thought that was pretty cool. But um, altogether, it, it was banger episode. I I love how I was so afraid how it, this was just going to be like a one for one. Because, I mean, I love the first two episodes, but I was starting to get a little worried. I'm like, okay, it's just, you know, just a small few, like, deviations here or there. You know, we're going to, like, I know it's for uh, adaptation, but um, especially for episode three, I, I think it's safe to say that, you know, they, they are not afraid to go off course. And, hey, you know, this works for the game, and there's nothing wrong with the game. And I think people need to understand that. There's nothing wrong with the way that the story um gameplay everything that is pushed out in the game but for tv it's just different like mike has said on one on on our previous episodes that you know it's it's just a different experience and i am very happy that they're that they're able to that they're brave enough to go off book and give us like amazing um episodes like this and i hope that we do get more amazing episodes like this you know all together like i just want to like, you know, obviously we know what happens, but I mean, <laughs> I mean episode we don't know everything that happens after this episode. Yeah, I know. Like, I mean, so many things like, you know, they've changed so many things already that it's going to change how um, other certain scenes play out later on. But, you know, it's, it's, it's great stuff. Really, really great stuff. So yeah, 99 for me. And also really quick Deb, I'm not sure if you noticed this, there is a interesting song that I picked up on that plays near the end of this episode. It is on the nature of daylight by Max Richer. And this is also famously used in the movies shutter that came out in 2010 disconnect in 2012 and arrival in 2016. I think you meant shutter Island, but yes, is it shutter. Oh yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Shutter Island. I, 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 I do apologize. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely noticed that one too. It's a, it's a great song. Great, great song. I was like, Huh. When you, when you wow. need an emotional song, that, that's a good one to go to. Oh, absolutely. For sure. I was, cause I just watched rival like about a, a month ago again. I was like, oh, yes, it's there. But with all that said, that is a wrap on today's episode. And if you like what you heard on today's episode, please subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform of choice and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at fun optics. That is optics with an X and make sure to share an episode of our podcast with a friend, whether it be your mother, your brother, or your significant other. Make sure to share an episode of the Film Optics Podcast with a movie lover in need. And now let's take a sneak peek at what's coming up on the show within the coming weeks and what is out now. 
So what is out right now? You can listen to our episode one and two review of The Last of Us HBO series. You can also check out our That 70s Show spoiler-free review up on the podcast and our Infinity Pool review that Devin and I covered a few days ago. So if you're a horror fan, definitely check that out. So what's on deck? (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm like Steam Deck crazy right now. So we're going to be covering Last of Us every single week, like we said. Uh, Episode 4 will be out uh, within the following week on either Monday or Tuesday, hopefully. And then we're going to be covering Knock at the Cabin, which I think we have screeners for tomorrow. I believe so. Yes, tomorrow. Very excited. I've been hearing some pretty good things about that. And also check out or look forward to our Velma review that we'll be covering here Within the next week or two, I believe it's coming up towards the end because they're doing two episodes per. But thank you all again for listening. And remember, if you enjoy our show, kindly leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and Spotify. And follow us on Twitter to stay in the know. That was Devin. My name is Christian signing off. And we'll see you all again next time.